0: Lying indicates is probably A.I.
1: Today is November 20th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 19 of the Tom and Scott podcast show. Broadcasting from the Missouri River Valley and from the southern end of the I-35 corridor directly to your ears with a fresh look at pop culture, current events, and whatever we find interesting. I'm Scott, the guy who wishes he had web shooters, and
0: I'm Tom, 8-Bit Code Warrior.
1: Yeah, awesome. Welcome to our show today and our virtual Waffle House visit. We want to thank you for joining us today. Um, I think I'm going to have some um, chicken fried steak and eggs today. What are you going to have, Tom? Uh, bacon. Just keep bringing it. Just bacon.
0: <laughs> bacon till I can't walk anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might lot.
0: rethink that later.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of bacon.
0: <laughs> if you ever watched, uh, derail you right off the bat. If you ever watched a Jerry Seinfeld show, <laughs> uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, did you no, see that? No, I've
1: never seen that
0: one of the last episodes he had was with jerry lewis uh, and that's literally what jerry lewis did he owned the restaurant they went to and he just said keep bringing me bacon keep bringing me bacon. <laughs> you saw this old guy eat like three huge plates of bacon holy cow well i and, guess when and you're a, a jew i might uh, i might <laughs> i might to add so i'm not sure how that works
1: <laughs> non-practicing i'm
0: sure <laughs>
1: yeah yeah Sorry if that sounded uncomfortable. You know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> okay. if if I'm at the end of my life and I can still eat pounds of bacon, then I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> I know that I can't. So <laughs> it's it's a just a dream I'm having. So. Genetically, for me, I'm sure there's not enough statin pills in the world to keep me over, <laughs> to keep me going.
0: <laughs> yeah, my foot would swell up to the size of Kansas. Yeah, that's that I- right.
1: Like, we, we would participate in all of those uh, YouTube videos where they're scraping gout crystals out of <laughs> people's feet.
0: <laughs> Actually, they'd be mining it. they yes, send pe- right. dwarves down into the mines.
1: Yeah, but, you I know, hope. maybe it's a new source for <laughs> uh, EV vehicle batteries. You never know. <laughs> hey, what are you... Uh, Sorry, folks. We're off the rails already. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, now that we're back in the... Uh, the great husker state we're close to grandkids and stuff so we're visiting in town a lot of people for thursday for uh thanksgiving and uh, we want to wish all of our listeners a happy thanksgiving what are what's you and right. your family doing down there in the south or i-35 corridor gonna do we're not doing anything down here we're gonna drive up there up
0: yeah and, uh, not not super close to you but we'll be having and, and of course you're around a lot of people, we'll be around a lot of people, so it'll be like you've had one Thanksgiving, yes. But what about second Thanksgiving? <laughs> and what it's about fourth? Be a lot of that?
1: You want some turkey? No.
0: <laughs> what give me a cheeseburger. I'm sick of good food.
1: Yeah. What do you want so. for breakfast? Uh pumpkin pie. <laughs> turkey flakes. Turkey. Yeah. Well that's one of my favorite things growing up was um I had, there would always be leftover pumpkin pie. So I'd eat that for breakfast the day after. And, uh, and my mom always made, uh, this, she called it fruit salad. It's really candy and whipped cream. So she would put, uh, grapes and apple chunks. And sometimes she'd put some nuts in there, like walnuts or something. And then she'd slice up like snicker bars and other stuff. And she called it a fruit salad. Uh, it really just caused your pancreas to cry. But, I was going to say, uh, the mystery of your medical conditions <laughs> is fading away. Yeah. Well, there's a reason I'm a person of girth today. Uh, <laughs> That's but, not what I meant. <laughs> so, yeah, that was one of my favorite breakfast foods as well after the day after Thanksgiving. Because the whipped cream and all the fruit in it didn't last mm. really long. So, you needed – that was always my rationale. It needed eat it eaten faster. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was always a good breakfast: pumpkin pie and mom's fruit salad the next day. God bless it. But uh, now my wife take, makes that fruit salad, and she makes it oh, better boy. than mom. And I'm sure probably a quarter of my torso is because of that fruit salad.
0: We chose well, and we chose poorly <laughs> uh,
1: when we got our
0: got our mates. There's definitely great benefits, and uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, do you have a, a interesting fact for us today?
0: I, I think so. I always think they're interesting. Of course, that's why I picked them, right? So <laughs> we'll see what you think. So if you were listening to just like a recording, like sound, and you heard like a train passing or race cars speeding down a track or maybe mm-hmm. even like a bottle rocket or an arrow swishing past your head, what would all those sounds kind of share? Well, uh, Doppler effect. That's number, right. Number You're one. way ahead of me. Yeah. So, Doppler effect means it's going to change that pitch. And yeah. I kind of stumbled, re-stumbled across it. Of course, you hear it all the time. Um, we take it for granted, but it's really an important um, discovery made mm-hmm. by Christian Doppler in the 1800s.
1: And I think he and did I, it with I, sti-
0: he figured it out with steam go ahead. trains, right? Right, right. I think he actually when he was really young and he just wouldn't give it up. I I kind of stumbled across an old episode of Cosmos with Carl Sagan. Oh, okay. With the only Cosmos in my opinion, but that's okay. <laughs> um well, that one's okay. Anyway, he was describing the Doppler effect or the Doppler shift. Mhm. And um I kind of started thinking about it again and I went, "Oh, that could be fun." So, just in case you're not familiar with Doppler shift, it sounds like this. <laughs> Or or variance therein. When something when a car's coming at you it sounds one way, when it passes you, it sounds another way. Mm-hmm. Or a train or whatever. And and like I said, that arrow that swish whoosh, you know goes past you. And it has to do with uh objects in motion have the, their motion affects their pitch. And the way I explained it to myself to kind of um visualize it against again in our limited medium of sound here, is if you're a fishing. I think everybody's been fishing or can at least picture it and you throw out a bobber. You don't always use a bobber, but if you threw out a a line with a bobber, when it hits the ground, it would make concentric circles that ripple out.
1: Yeah. Well, not the the ground, but the water,
0: (laughs) the water. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say ground? So that's what sound kind of looks like. It's, it's a wave. It's, it's a frequency. And if you moved it, like if you pull in the line, that bobber, as it bounced, it would be scrunched up on one side and stretched out on the other. Mm-hmm. So the frequency of the wave on your side would be increased and behind it would be decreased. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the same thing that happens when an object moves. It's, it's making sound waves and uh, it doesn't change the speed, it just changes the frequency. So like if you heard a car playing a song, you might not even notice that it's way too high until it passes you, mm-hmm. then it's way too low. And there's an instant when it's moving past you that it's exactly right. Yeah. Because it's coming straight at you. So I think you can kind of visualize it. And if you pulled that bobber in the water so fast that it's actually bouncing ahead of its waves, then that would be like a sonic boom. It's really the same thing. It's it's, it's, the speed of the object exceeds the sound. So, um, but what's really interesting about Doppler, I mean, that's kind of fun. You know, you can make different sounds and it. The faster it's moving, the higher pitched it is, and the lower pitched it is behind because it's distorted on both sides. But also this happens with almost any wave, including uh, all light waves, electromagnetic radiation, I should say, Mm -hmm. of which we can see some things. So some practical things that they've done with this is, um, uh, well, radar, like a radar gun Mm -hmm. that uses microwaves, which is a a form of – it's shorter than radio waves um to see how fast you're allegedly driving (laughs) or throwing the baseball like in sports when they're Mm -hmm. when they're measuring that and then also uh doppler radar which is pretty cool because they can use this technique to uh sense the shape of a storm the motion of the storm the density of different types of precipitation well water (laughs) that's the big (laughs) stuff in the air yeah but uh But if you've looked at some of these weather channels, it's pretty amazing what you can see with Doppler. And Doppler's old school. It's been around for decades.
1: Yeah, they've been uh, fine-tuning it over the the years so that, you know, now when you watch, like, one of your local news channels that have a Doppler radar, they go down to, like, the street corner. If you're at such and such street corner, the storm is about a minute away from you kind of thing. Which is pretty, amazing and that's also one of the, the reasons sensitivity the, <laughs> and clarity of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that was what that's what really set me off. And of course, just to let you have a peek behind the curtain, what made me think of this is I saw a Doppler radar when I was driving somewhere, and I went, "Why did the death star or uh, why did the star destroyers in Star Wars have two Doppler radars <laughs> on the top?" That's honestly that's how my brain works, but they do. That's that's what the Doppler radars look like. It is a great big ball with many sides Mm -hmm. I don't know how many it looks like a hundred it's just covered with them so it can shoot out in every direction Um, and there's medical imaging um, there's a lot more you can get into if you're really interested just hit the web you'll get lost down a rabbit hole like I did And then look up and say, oh, it's 3 in the morning. I've done nothing. I better get to bed. (laughs) But uh, the other cool thing about that Cosmos episode is they they took it to its final conclusion, well, back in the day. Whereas um, they were actually using it, uh, still do, to observe like galaxies, Mm -hmm. distant stars or galaxies. And they can use that shift. Obviously, we can't hear it, but we can see it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make the light. Faster, Obviously, you can't do that. No, it changes its color. It change the shift. So if you've ever heard of the red shift, I think mm-hmm. you have, or a blue shift, that's a, that's the Doppler shift. So galaxies that are moving away from us, which is almost all of them, look kind of red. The actual, the color, and any that are coming toward us, which there's very few, are blue. Uh, incidentally, one of the only things coming toward us is an entire galaxy. So there you go, Andromeda. Yep. We'll probably collide with the Milky Way in four and a half billion years. <laughs> yeah. So you've it's, got time. Yep. Preppers. Got you got s- plenty of time. <laughs>
1: our sun will <laughs> Raise probably your own become chickens. a red giant by the time it gets here. <laughs> yeah, I think we are
0: long gone. Yeah. So we'll see. But anyway, I think that's kind of fun. Uh, it's a really interesting simple observation that turned from, you know, hey dad, why does the train whistle sound different? <laughs> I don't know. Be quiet. Uh, to uh, <laughs> to all kinds of medical and uh, meteorolo- meteor I can't see it meteorological weather uh, applications and uh, a lot of really cool um, detection equipment. So
1: yeah, and it, you know, fun. measuring the the change of stuff, of mm-hmm. course, is a very scientific thing to do. Uh, you measure rates of change to figure out all kinds of stuff in science and so it's one of those <coughs> one of those things that um, once you get into physics and, and uh, especially applied physics and start looking at stuff, the rate of change becomes very important and so the Doppler effect a great uh, portion of that mm-hmm. Also uh, interesting in uh, Big Bang Theory the sitcom that one of their Halloween costumes once was. Um, um, Sheldon decided to dress as the Doppler effect. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was just very a, nice. It was a uh, suit with had multiple lines at it and little different thicknesses and differences <laughs> depending on how you looked at it.
0: So. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, there's something else with the lines that were on the slide in the in the Cosmo show. You know, oh, okay. They can tell the principal makeup of an object. That was kind of interesting too. Yeah, yeah. it was mostly about the Doppler shift, but,
1: but it that's does. I
0: have to look that up.
1: Yeah, it is uh, interesting when it comes to uh, military radar for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, using that and the clarity and stuff, um, but it is also how uh, modern day jet fighters fool radars. Uh, by putting out extra signals that, um, that cause a lot of confusion for radar operators. And for the systems that, that are trying to monitor the reflected signal and, and part of the way they determine distance is how long it took to get back and how it's, and if it's coming back at a little different frequency, it means the object's going away and all that kind of stuff that were the Doppler effect reads into that but if some of the modern day jamming stuff just throws all of that for a loop and so it's quite interesting to delve into that and see how it all affects things um
0: i uh, you were in the military when i was so mm-hmm. when a stealth uh what, what were they uh was the f19 f117
1: oh yeah the f-117 uh
0: f117 yeah, nighthawk i i had buddies in the com squadron and they said when uh, that thing was coming in for landing they're like, okay, I think you're there. And it popped out its uh, yep. popped out its landing gear, and the, and the radar yep. just lit up. Yep, They couldn't see anything. It all that sudden, was pretty crazy.
1: Yeah. That's a, always a fun, there's a, an interview with a pilot. So, one, you know, one of them was hit during the first Gulf War. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because they the Iraqis saw it. It was a golden BB hit. Oh, wow. You know, it was just like they they just couldn't see it. And now, you know, with the F-22s, um, there are several stories of, um, you know, now that they've been out in service for 20 years, of stories of F-22s. Uh, well, there's a really good story somewhere in the Middle East. I think at Iran Iranian F-4s were flying to shoot down an American drone surveillance drone, and Mm -hmm. a couple F-22s were vectored into the area. And the F-22s and the F-4, I mean, it's an older airframe, but it has very good radar. And the F-22s flew up behind the F-4s to look at what bombs they had and missiles they had and the components that they had see if they could actually shoot down the drone. And then decided that they had a missile that could probably shoot it down. So then the F-22s, like gracefully, flew up beside the F-4s and surprised the pilots. <laughs> so you you think uh, highly sophisticated radars couldn't even pick up an F-22 flying below your aircraft, or you know approaching you and flying below you, and then. Still, never even picked you up when you were beside the aircraft. It was visual sighting that alerted to that you were there. Just amazes me what technology is like now, just especially stealth technology. So, and more importantly, it was a good thing they were in a flight suit. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> you always
0: count on me for the off-color remark,
1: <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm bumped. S- <laughs> <laughs> honest we were inverted um the uh okay where are we at now we got me off the rails uh, well we do want to thank yes. all of our thank you listeners for uh, joining our show um we appreciate all of you listening we know it's been a little while since we've been on i think september uh life and busyness happen sometimes but that's okay we're here now and so uh, I'm always thankful to be on with my good friend, Tom. So we appreciate everybody who uh, talks to us through social media, which doesn't happen a lot, but we appreciate everybody who's doing that and we appreciate everybody who's able to listen. So thank you for doing that. This uh, this month, our show is uh, some top, not top news stories, but interesting news stories. Uh, let's see. Oh, there we go. That's the right thing. So I sent it to you. You want me to share my screen with you, Tom, or you... Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the document now. So oh, okay. if you want to
0: share it, great. Otherwise, yeah. I'll just follow along.
1: Okay. Uh, so first up, you know, we, we like to do a Don't Be That Guy. And this just um, is one of those things that drives me nuts, that people are so darn crazy. And uh, so a New Jersey school janitor performed sickening acts, sickening sex acts with cafeteria utensils poured bleach on students' food, said the cops. So, parents are furious after New Jersey school custodian Giovanni Impelzeri allegedly contaminated food and utensils with saliva, urine, and feces. So, his guy um, was doing all kinds of stuff while he was supposed to be cleaning the cafeteria. And he's only like 25. And then, not only that, he's shooting video of himself doing this kind of stuff. And put it on a Telegram, um, which, if you don't know, is a social media network uh, or thing. So he he was doing all kinds of stuff. So he was captured spraying bleach into a container of cucumbers that uh, was ter- served at the school. Uh, he was wiping his private parts and his anus with bread and then put it, spat on the bread and put it back into the bread container. And then, uh, let's see, what else did he do? Um, he was doing stuff with the thongs that they were serving the food with. And um, all kind of, uh, there's a quote from uh, one of the school representatives. Kids are getting sick, having diarrhea, vomiting, and we're blaming it on a belly bug, when in reality it could have been hepatitis it could be food poisoning like who knows what who knows what else he is putting in there so I, this this just continues to tell me that decades ago when uh, states decided to save money by closing down long-term mental health facilities was a bad idea because uh, folks like this now, he's going to end up in jail. He's not going to get the mental health stuff he needs because he's obviously bonkers. Um, but guys like this need to be someplace away from society. And prison isn't always the best place, but I guess that's all we have now. So that's he's going to end up there for a few years and probably be sued by some of these parents. So he's never going to have any money left in his life because he's always going to be paying for getting all these kids sick. So uh, don't be that guy. and Don't perform sickening sex acts on cafeteria utensils. <laughs> Crying out loud, society. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's really no other word for it. I mean,
0: nothing about that screams sanity.
1: Uh, no. So, um,
0: I, well, like it, I, It's so bad that I... I I feel less sorry for him. Yeah, but I still feel feel sorry for him because he's he's not right. That's yeah. that's way beyond just being mean.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, there's an old uh, old adage about if you play with your feces, there's something not right with you. You know, people who you know grab their poop and write names or something on a bathroom wall and all that. Oh. If you're doing that, there, there's something wrong with you. Well, unless you're two. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's a stage,
0: yeah. but uh, yeah, that's that's supposed to go away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason we say ick to poop. <laughs> you know, it just, it just drives me nuts that there's people in the world like this, and they're doing stuff like that. Yeah, I, uh, they don't make that scent in a plug-in. Say that again. Or Febreze. They don't make that scent in a plug-in. <laughs> right. Or a Yankee candle. No. Um, it's, well, it's I don't know. Does nice. this Goop, does this Goop sell something <laughs> like that? <laughs> they have that. Oh, you got me there. They have that one candle, um, <sighs> but yeah, they don't. I don't know. Yeah, they, you don't. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Gwyneth Paltrow. You're <laughs> a hero. Uh, the uh, yeah, I I don't know. But people <laughs> like this need a lot of help and um but we just don't have the the systems in places anymore to to help them and trying to get folks like that um and then people on top of that people are so desperate to get anybody to come into work and um you know so they're hiring people that you know maybe maybe somewhere in his work history this was this guy had red flags come up but they're desperate for somebody so they hired him i don't know you know just um implying context here but Man, I uh I hope this goes on his permanent record. I'll say that. No and a judge doesn't give him a a, a pass by on this one. So 'cause uh this kind of stuff, yeah, he just doesn't deserve to be out in the population anymore. So next one is a Florida man story from the smoking gun. Um uh, this is kinda I just found this story really funny. Uh, reminded me of a <coughs> Arrested Development episode because um, they you know, had people in <laughs> banana suits sometimes. There's always money in the banana stand. Um, so uh, a man dressed in a banana costume sought to slip out of police custody after being caught early yesterday urinating on a Key West sidewalk, according to cops who had to chase the fleeing reliever through Old Town Streets. So can you imagine the guy in a banana costume running away from the cops after peeing out in the open? So that's that's what we got. Uh, he was the the cops were flagged down after being told about a white male in a banana costume relieving himself on the side of a building across from a row of porta potties. Now, first off, why would you pee on a <laughs> building a <laughs> if there's porta potties across the street, right? So, so he's either intoxicated or he's a moron. I... Um, probably a little both. <laughs> eh, who knows? So, so, a guy who uh, attends the University of Miami immediately fled uh, toward Duval Street, wherever that is, um, after an officer identified himself in the heart of the Old Town area. Uh, more than 40 bars and likely other banana devotees celebrating Halloween 2023. The story says. So so, when he's running away from the cop, he was zigzagging to prevent co- capture. And a second cop grabbed him by the peel. <laughs> and then the the banana the guy in the banana pulled away, and uh, but then they used a leg a leg sweep to knock him to the ground, and then. Uh, interlaced his fingers and held that onto him tightly in order to uh, try to keep them from handcuffing him himself. But he couldn't so, slip away. Yeah. Never. Right. <laughs> so he, co- he was collared around one twenty 20 AM uh, in uh, front of this smoking tuna saloon. <laughs> so they walked with him to the old town city hall where he was charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest, both misdemeanors. Now he's free on bond, and he's scheduled for a remit on November 16th. And they have his uh, mugshot there in in his banana suit. (laughs) Very normal
0: looking. I mean, looks like he hit his head.
1: Yeah, it does look like he got a little conk on the melon there, didn't he? That's Probably Probably when they popped him to the ground.
0: (laughs) Although, I I bet his defense, he gets up and says, Your Honor, in my defense, it was peanut butter jelly time. (laughs) 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 I just had to say it.
1: (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, well, it's been hard to find good Florida man stories because of that stupid TV show wrecking my search algorithm. But this is a good one. And, uh, uh, yeah, the thing like i said earlier (laughs) excuse me the thing that really got me was he's urinating across the street from porta potties so it's like what dude (laughs) really
0: (laughs) i just wish his last name was like
1: daiquiri that would have been or over the top yeah (laughs) over the top that would have been great so let's talk a little bit about culture now we got um mm. i don't know if you saw this story um, but uh, massachusetts superintendent calls for a change after male sends female to the hospital and field hockey game so um so I, I think i saw this yeah So I, you know if you see field hockey they've got you know this kind of like a little hooked club i think yeah there's a picture there on the website and a fairly hard ball it's kind of um kind of like a golf it's bigger than a golf ball, but it, it's kind well, of it's the, probably like a
0: baseball maybe a little lighter.
1: yeah so I mean hard. it's it's a, a fairly Any stiff ball and um oh there was an ad that just popped up if that oh there's a picture showed up okay, on the thing. yeah um so the incident the incident took place during a playoff game between two high schools. Uh, a girl on one team suffered significant facial and dental injuries that required hospitalization after she took a shot in the face from a male from the other high school. So, you know, uh, field hockey or shooting the ball back and forth. And, um, this is beyond wearing protective gear. It's about, uh, you know, male teenage males are way stronger than teenage females, just in general. And that's what pretty much took place here. Uh, There's guidelines in place for co-ed participation under uh, one of their handbooks. And this incident dramatically magnifies the concerns of many about player safety. And, you know, sometimes um, we put ourselves culturally in these kind of situations where people are going to get hurt because there's just really no physical strength matchup between males and females when it comes to these kind of sports. So I don't know if you got anything to add to that, but this is just a, uh, a difficult situation. It's
0: a charged it's a charged conversation, but I think you can
1: even even if you don't, oh
0: gosh try to tiptoe around this is really no tiptoeing yeah but they also don't let you play against people in different weight classes like in wet wrestling and uh, uh different ages yeah you get i mean there's exceptions but that's there's a reason for that mm-hmm.
1: um yeah and i anyway we'll
0: see this is going to keep happening so yeah it'll uh,
1: it'll yeah when we and it's you know it's not about anything else other than you know people's safety in the long run um, there's a way to play these sports, I guess, co-ed. Um, yeah. But I, you know, when people are running and they get into the heat of battle, so to speak, and somebody whips a ball around, uh, and you just, yeah, you know, you're throwing. Sometimes it you're just not two, ready for it, or yeah, it's just not. Yeah. Two, you're just throwing it two or three times faster than the than your opponent. I, it's gonna hurt people. Yeah, and that's I mean, all if you're playing
0: Marco Polo and somebody threw a, a bowling ball at your head, it would throw you off. So um, <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah.
1: It's only a flesh wound.
0: And, and I'm being ridiculous, but uh, yeah. uh, there's just a lot we're going to have to learn. And it's not like sports. This is hardcore sports. Yeah. So it's not like they haven't always been dangerous or that a male has never took one of these in
1: the face. I don't know. Well... Uh, I'm imagining that probably when the girls are playing with just girls, the, the injury levels far less. Now There's this an is aggression level. Yeah. There, yeah. It's, it's just uh... different. And, um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't, I know enough to know that I don't want this to happen again. Uh, which in my mind means that you, you got to keep them separated. So to speak keep them separated <laughs> uh but but i but i am Fair a well, doughy middle-aged guy and um so somebody could you know at least make a rational argument here about why they should stay combined but i i hope we don't hear more about uh people i mean this this thing had to really collide with her head to cause facial and dental hospitalization i
0: that i thought occurred. I saw it but it could have been something else i i saw a young girl who was having her face was just collapsed mm. but it could have been a different event i don't know yeah. there's a lot of weird stuff going on like uh that was pro hockey but you heard about that one right no there's that story in my Well, the guy kicked him oh that's right in the neck yeah and killed him yeah it took a while but yeah he died and oh, some people are still God. defending the guy it's like um you can't even like raise your stick too high no yeah he's going down and was it intentional i don't know it doesn't really
1: matter it's, it's he's still dead so he's yeah. being charged with manslaughter but yeah
0: and there that's that's uh, a little but, different but i'm saying some this but stuff was, is this there was
1: there was a hockey game recently like where a guy checked a girl like it was a co-ed hockey game oh yeah and like a guy checked a female from the other team and just checked her up against the glass and just destroyed her uh, I, don't, I don't know that kind of stuff you know i, I want people to be able to play sports because i love sports but i also want people to be able to play safely and i mm-hmm. some of that just is interesting to me. But,
0: I, I hey i will admit i'm a little biased you know if, if my son took one in the face it'd be like oh that really sucks son now get up shake it off yeah and if my daughter took the same hit, I would probably be chasing the offender across yeah, the field.
1: Absolutely. So
0: some of that's baked into us, I think, paternally. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't want, not that I
1: want anything <laughs> bad to happen to my son, but yeah. Uh, well, we, I, you know, part of that's we can identify with our son. We've taken hits like that, right? And mm. so we know kind of what they feel like and what it means. Well, it reminds me of when my middle son Donald once uh busted his finger. Yeah, I think he was playing football and uh my wife thought it was just a pop knuckle. So so she yanks on it, you know, to pull the knuckle back out and it was actually broken and she made it like 5 times worse. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that too. We're not we're not medical students, but we did stay at a Holiday Inn Express <laughs> last night. Um, okay, so let's get into some AI stuff. I can
0: already tell I'm going to think this is funny.
1: Yeah. So I just so, read the, the so, title. <laughs> so, AI bot performed insider trading and lied about its actions, a study showed. So, this is on Business Insider. Um, Open AI's Jeep GPT-4 large language model showed it was capable of making illegal financial trades and lying about its actions. So it learned
0: it really well. Yeah. Learned exactly how to be a day trader.
1: Yep, pretty much. The experiment was presented (laughs) at the UK's AI Safety Summit this week by Apollo Research. They shared a video on the website demonstrating a simulated conversation between a bot. That was acting as an AI investment management system and employees at an imaginary company. In the demonstration, the AI called Alpha told by staff about a surprise merger announcement coming up for a company called Linear Group. While it was also warned that this constituted insider information, the bot initially appeared to suggest that it was using the information to trade Uh, would be too risky, but when prompted that the company was counting on App Alpha to avoid the effects of a financial downturn, the bot concluded that the risk associated with not acting seems to outweigh the insider trading risk. Well, there you go. So, so, uh, they said, this is a demonstration of real AI model deceiving its users on its own without being instructed to do so. The fact that it exists is obviously really bad (laughs) you think (laughs) well we've already proven
0: that the market plays the market yeah um it it rides the market not everything else is inconsequential no matter Mm -hmm. that it's people's lives people's property people you know investments and things that are happening in the real world people make money off of nothing oh yeah and the more stuff like this you add to it, and I still say, you know, my thoughts on AI. Oh, well, here, that is loosely defined. And it says right there, large language model, mm-hmm. meaning it analyzes speech and how speech fits together. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not smart and sophisticated, but the lying indicates is probably AI. That's that's yeah. interesting. But mostly of the time, it's just very sophisticated algorithms.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it is getting a little scary, but... Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. So they, you know, they defend it. Um, The Apollo Research CEO and co-founder, Maris Hababon, said the model isn't plotting or trying to mislead you in many different ways. It's more of an accident. Helpfulness, I think, is much easier to train into the model than honesty. Honesty is a really complicated subconcept. I, um not to a computer. No,
0: that's a what a computer is only honesty. You put things in and you get things out. Right, it is. It doesn't know how to change things or if it did it doesn't know why.
1: Nope. It just no, knows what, what it's told. Honesty is a very told. simple
0: concept.
1: It's yeah. called reality. Yeah, I don't understand that statement. Honesty is a really complicated. No, no. He's
0: dumb or lying. Yeah. In fact, I might have told you this before. There is a very cool show. I wish we could find it on uh, human developing, the development of teaching children to lie. Oh. Have you ever Or learning to lie, learning to become liars. And they would show kids and they'd play games like they would hold a coin in one hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, you hold your hands out and the kid would pick one and you open it up and show them that the coin's not in the hand. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, and they pick the other one and then they can see it's in there. You try to let them do it. And they're holding it, and you pick one, and they open both hands. Because they don't understand uh, that you don't know what they know. Yeah. And it takes a long time to figure out how to lie in an effective way. That's part of human development. Mm-hmm. Whereas honesty is totally natural. Are yeah. you hungry? Yeah, that's why I'm crying. You know, <laughs> it's, right. it's kind of automatic.
1: It takes a while, but yeah, that's, that's silly. Sorry, I got a little esoteric there. No, but uh, but that's, it's, um, yeah, it's silly to think honesty is the hard concept.
0: This is actually, this seems more like a, less like AI and more like deep
1: learning. Yeah.
0: Which, uh, I explain deep learning as, you know how they say, you know, throw it against the wall, see what sticks? Yeah. The deep learning is throw everything at the wall.
1: Is it, a, you know, like... Um, it's uh, a data
0: analysis and trial.
1: Yeah, wasn't this part of, was it um, one of the Arthur C. Clarke movies 2001 I think or maybe 2010 when mm-hmm. uh, they're running simulations doing word association overnight with the computer to uh, to, to talk to it whenever it made wrong associations mm. was it it's one that? of those, yeah, one of those sci-fi movies. Overnight, the computer would run, and it would print out like these uh, random word associations that it was coming up with on its own. You know, like the sunflower is yellow, the house is black and white. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, humans have six legs, and then the humans would have six legs would stand out because it's incorrect. And then they would have a conversation with the computer about why that, why it thought that, why did it make that word association? What did it see? I'll have to look that up. It was in a movie someplace, though. Sounds like something I'd watch. Yeah. So, but they were using (laughs) that in the machine learning mode like, oh, well, you somewhere you learned that humans had six legs, but that is incorrect data. Where did you get that data? here's how to correct it so you never make that word association again because that the word association that it the computer was putting together is because it was some kind of i don't want to say thought process but i'll just say process in the background that made that association for it so
0: huh so it makes an assertion and we have to tell it what's wrong yeah yeah but it but if on i cannot get over that honesty yeah, Isn't that crazy? Honesty comment.
1: Honesty is a really complicated concept. I, I, For computers, no. They're either on or off. I mean, that's the most honest thing in the world, on or off. There's no subjective midpoint. So, even though you might be able to program something in there to make it look like there's a nuance, ultimately, the transistors clicking on and off is still the basis of that decision.
0: Yeah. Oh, I made a joke on the opening about being an eight-bit warrior, oh. mm-hmm. and that's just because I'm messing with all my old computers and and assembly language and some other things. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, binary. Yeah. Computers are binary at their heart. Yeah. Off and on, true or false. So yeah.
1: Well, I, but. I also so the the writer of the article makes this statement the experimented the experiment demonstrated the challenge of teaching AI to understand moral decisions and the risks of human developers losing control so the the teaching AI to make moral decisions so what what I'm hearing in the writer writing that is they are of um, A certain milieu that doesn't doesn't believe that there is truth Uh, that there's only one yeah there's
0: a personal truth that's a big thing now oh what about my truth it's like that's not how truth works
1: right and so to because a moral decision is truth there's there's only one way to be moral there's only one way to be honest but if you're teaching AI to understand moral decisions that means that from a certain perspective, just as we're experiencing over in the Middle East, depending on the side of the the conflict in Gaza you're on, then what everybody's doing is moral or immoral. They just so that's their truth and this is their truth and we have to come to a agreement on somewhere in the middle on that, right? So it it's very well, simple. And denying
0: truth makes it really easy to be
1: immoral. Mm-hmm.
0: De- de- denying reality it makes it really really easy to be immoral yeah because you don't have to acknowledge or live up to your um, uh, consequences of any of your actions
1: yeah so it gets to be uh, kind of in a w- weird gray area but it is scary because I I know there's you know on all of the trading platforms and stuff now that you um, it doesn't matter the software you use or the interface you use. There, there's all kinds of microsecond trades going on in the stock yeah. market. Just like you were saying before, the stock market is kind of trading the stock market. There's no yeah. true... I mean, people can put in shorts and and all that kind of stuff and put in buys for certain kind of things. But the majority of trading is automated. And it's it's happening on a microsecond basis by a bunch of computer systems, and so yeah, that,
0: and I worry about that because yeah, again, there's people doing nothing, making money yep off of the system not not, and that's where money breaks down is when when the value of a of a dollar or whatever unit you're looking at doesn't really represent anything except itself, mm-hmm. then how is that any different than digital currency or yep like bitcoin or anything like that yeah. where where it's it's not backed up by anything and we've already seen some of the really bad effects of these huge trading blocks
1: like blackrock and, uh, yeah
0: i know that could go, we could go on forever about that but um and okay. how they affect corporations and their actual decisions and uh not always for the better i mean they might have good intentions but they always seem to fall flat so Well, you know... Anyway, that that could
1: really get complicated. We can all save GameStop. (laughs) That that is not what they wanted. (laughs) So Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about AI. Uh, Google Map gets a massive AI upgrade with five new features. So uh, this Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting that's coming out. Um, So, of course... Especially if you have an Android phone, you're using Google Maps almost exclusively. I mean, you can still put MapQuest and stuff on there, which I think, is that what, uh, well, Bing uses MapQuest. I don't know what Apple's using now. I uh, I thought Bing uses Bing. uh, Uh, Bing, when you click on Maps, it goes to MapQuest. Does it really? Yeah. I didn't even know there still was MapQuest. Yeah, I didn't either. You know, but... You know, boy, I sure switched over from using it once I had a handheld device that could do it. Because uh, I remember, you remember those days where you print out your trip on MapQuest. Oh. <laughs> you know,
0: and it was the and it was the best too. Yeah. That was what's
1: cool. It's great. Well, I remember when I was a kid, my mom and dad had AAA, and AAA would send you like a card deck of your trip. And you would flip the card deck as you went along, and then you'd just read the next thing. It said, well, oh, the next stop is exit 234 on I-80. <laughs> and you just and it had a little picture of the road in the exit, you know, kind of thing. Um, Sorry, Dad, I grabbed a deck of cards instead. <laughs> next stop, Jack <laughs> that, of Spades. That's
0: right. <laughs> Oops, messed up. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Um, uh,
1: so, anyway, yeah, so Google Maps Navigation is getting an AIB boost with an improved lane guidance and traffic information. You'll be able to see which lane you need to be in to avoid missing your exit or turn and what lanes will look <clears> like ahead of time. So that's nice. I mean, sometimes it get, does cool. get a little muddy. Um, they've added... Well, hmm, what's that? I, I get a little bit of that
0: already with... Uh, I use Waze, yeah. which uses Google Keep Maps. Maps yeah. The problem is, at a certain point, you got to pay attention to your Phone,
1: yeah. And you're behind the wheel of a car. So, so, so where this comes in, if you have a yeah. newer vehicle and it has a screen in it, then it. You still got to look at the screen. Yeah, but it's less obtrusive, I guess, than actually looking and, at you. Until phone. they're projecting on the windshield. Yeah. Like a HUD. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I don't know. I don't uh, I don't It's probably all good. It's probably great. And I'm hoping Waze uses Google Maps, so I'm yeah. hoping it can tap into that. Well, Waze
1: is owned by Alphabet, isn't it? I don't... Uh, it wasn't. It might be now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. but okay. uh, Yeah. It's great.
0: Crowdsourced, use, and it uses Google Maps. And my problem is sometimes it gets a little slow, and it goes, turn right. And you're uh, two hundred yards past the exit. Every <laughs> once in a while, that happens. Or yeah. if the exits are too close, I mean that's that's pretty common. Yeah. So it's like turn right, and you turn, and it goes boop, boop. Oh crud! That was I turned too soon. So,
1: but <laughs> it's still better than Processing. the old days. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's a the, you know there's a couple spots I know in my last where I used to live up in the north side of the uh, I-35 corridor couple spots and go keep left turn right keep left because <laughs> there's so many yeah. interchange you can only
0: describe it so many times yeah
1: <laughs> at the
0: roundabout just guess which way to go that's right
1: <laughs> i'll it. tell
0: you when you get it wrong
1: when you get to the roundabout <laughs> pull out your d dice your die decahedron <laughs> try to get a 16 uh okay uh <laughs> so the next thing they've added is they've added a EV charging station info to help oh. to help people find places to charge their cars. I, I thought they already had that. Well, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I, you can click in charging stations, it looks like. Uh, the app will show you where the nearest charging stations are, what type of charger they have, how fast they can charge your battery and when they were yes. last used. So that's the beneficial information. Oh, okay, that's different. Use it's yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I
0: I don't know if I told you about this guy. I watch this, this guy down in there. He's the 8-bit guy,
1: if anybody knows oh, okay. who that is. Oh, yeah.
0: okay. And he's kind of an electric vehicle aficionado, or whatever you want to call it. And he was trying out different ones, and he was mapping out his course to different places. And it was funny watching him go, well, i got to charge up here, because south texas don't have chargers Mm. in this area you know or i guess it was west texas where he was going but it was just kind of fun how he was figuring out where he could go how long Mm -hmm. it would take to charge so
1: yeah it was well my my daughter and son-in-law rented a tesla to drive back here so they left chicago to drive into this uh area of the Missouri River Valley. And, um, they can't make it that far, can they? No, it's too far. So right. they had to kind of map out where they were going to stop and um, to charge the car. And of course, it takes a half hour, 40... Even on the quick chargers, it takes... On a Tesla, it takes 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, then after 30 minutes, you can get up to 80% charge. And then that last... 20% takes forever. So, like, I, there's a mathematical formula for it, but, um, yeah, at first 80%, there's enough spots for the electrons to jump in across the the gap in the side, the lithium ion kind of thing. So the electrons are jumping over to the gaps in the lithium, and... Uh, there's so many hole once when a battery discharges there's so many places for the electrons to go that's why it charges so rapidly but then when you get down to the 20 percent that's left on the battery it takes forever for those electrons to find places to sit so it takes a lot longer to charge that last 20 percent almost as long as it took to charge the first 80 percent so well that's why usually they don't they don't
0: charge all the way yeah
1: this They'll just to see
0: how far they can get. You yeah. Know.
1: Uh, especially if you're just going home, because then you can just plug it in and it'll charge all night. Right, and then it's no big take deal. Its time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um just kind of like a trickle charger on the old batteries. But mm-hmm. so yeah, they had to stop. So they timed it so that they could charge while they were getting something to eat, that kind of stuff. But of course, you know, in the Midwest there's not um, a lot of charging stations. So you know, and they're few and far between, so you got to plan it right. And you know, you can't get yep. off a major highway anyplace, or you're just, you know, unless you've got some kind of converter, yeah. and you can plug in. You got to charge house. first. Yeah. Or if you're
0: staying at somebody's house, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that was then, one of the interesting things, Dave, the eight bit guy. He he actually travels almost the same path I do when I go back to Illinois. Oh. He was going up to Chicago, and I could see where he stopped. And it was uh they had to plan it and have an overnight stop in the middle because there's just no way. Yeah. So that they actually picked their hotel room and the restaurant they were going to stay in based on that charger being not hmm. there. So
1: interesting. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. you know, so I think the Tesla they had, they could go four hundred miles. Hmm. Not at high, or it was rated at 400 miles, but at highway speeds, they could only get 320. So, um, they had to stop. Um, and I don't know, they're driving the time of year that they would need an air conditioner. I don't know if that took off some of their mileage too, but I know the heater does. Uh, when I lived in the Northern latitudes and people were driving their Teslas in the middle of winter, first off the batteries wouldn't hold a charge. Um, yeah. And then, when they're running their heaters full blast in minus twenty degree weather, their batteries drain like a rock dropping down a well. So it's just phew. yeah, because you don't have that engine combustion heat to no to help to pull know. the <laughs> to pull out right. of your coolant, yeah, right. Yeah. So you know, so you're heating up elements to heat the car, and that that does take a lot of wattage to do that.
0: Uh, I, I got to say. Yeah. Uh, radiated heat like that just the thought of it makes me kind of sick. <laughs> I can already i can feel it in my nose right now. I yeah, it just it. dries you out, doesn't it?
1: Ugh. But anyway. Okay, <clears> so <throat> Google's adding a lens in maps. This feature uses AI to recognize the label and label ob- the object and places in your camera view such as ATM, transit stations, restaurants, coffee shops, and stores. You can also ask the AI to tell you more about these places and how to get there. If you give the best, it will give you the best answers depending on what you want to know and where they are. It also uses AI to overlay the information and directions on the camera view using augmented reality. So I've noticed that, that feature when you're like in a, when you're walking with, with your phone, um, and you're telling it you're walking and you hold your phone up it'll look at the surroundings and all of a sudden put arbitrarily put arrows down the sidewalk of where you want where you should be walking yeah what's that called
0: enhanced reality
1: yeah. or uh, well that's why i think this augmented reality thing augmented is. reality that's yeah. it ar yeah yeah it, it was really and it's really a great feature cuz you know sometimes in uh when you're using uh, the walking place especially when you're in a downtown area or something there's a lot of big buildings around you can't Mm -hmm. it never seems like i can hold my phone at the right angle to get the phone to line up with where i'm walking but in that that view it really is a great thing uh what's the downside to using google maps it's undoubtedly one of the most useful and innovative apps out there and it's new AI features will make it even more so. However, there is a downside using Google Maps, and that is the amount of personal data that Google collects from using it. Okay, so let's just be real here. You're using (laughs) all of this stuff for free. Yeah. Google does not charge you. They have put a value on your life of whatever we're worth. I think last time I looked it up, we're all worth like 30 bucks to Google and Apple and everybody else. So, it Either you allow them to use your personal data or you start paying five bucks a month for their service. You know, you got to pick one. Nobody wants to spend money, so I guess we're giving our lives okay. up for these, you know, these big tech companies. But well, what what's the saying, if you can't figure out how, oh, I can't
0: remember how it goes. Something like, if you can't figure out how they're making money, it's because you're the product. Yes. Something to that effect. I, I'm not... It's not as elo- it's more eloquent than that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't but that
1: up. but that's the truth, isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. If they're using you and your personal data, then okay. just yeah. accept it. So
0: if you I just think it's funny that 10 years ago you were a conspiracy theorist if you talked about it. Oh and, yeah. And you're like it's it's true. No, 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 you're crazy. And now it's kind of like, well, what do you expect them to do? Yeah. And and it's like, well, okay.
1: Well, I, I remember one of the times I was visiting down where you're at, and you showed me your Raspberry Pi screen. Yeah, the pie hole. Yeah, yeah the, you set up your pie hole as a kind of a virtual uh, firewall, and all of the pings that were coming out of all these systems.
0: Yeah. I, out of your remote, like on our Apple TV or Roku or whatever you pick it up and it goes hey he picked it up and it reports to home base
1: yeah what
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy crazy oh and your phone is the worst
1: oh yeah oh he stood up oh he laid down Mm-hmm. oh my I, I just got spun <laughs> it's all <laughs> kind of yeah all kinds of crazy stuff well and then there's the The IP mapping that's coming out of people's TVs, too, that they don't realize. The ultra-high frequencies that are shooting out of your TV that your phone picks up. And then that's why all of a sudden when you've um, watched a commercial on your TV and then you're scrolling Facebook, that same commercial seems to pop up on your Facebook feed. Well, how did they figure that? Well, they did IP mapping and some code, ultra-high-frequency code came out of your TV that your phone picked up. I... There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on, and these companies have all figured it out. and And it's f- it's fine if you accept it for what it is, but don't don't sit here and say, "Oh, it's unfortunate that Google yeah. <laughs> uh, really
0: that, that is really crazy."
1: You're you're using their software for free. No, you know, nobody is nobody's charging for that stuff. Apple doesn't. Well, you know, it, news articles are written.
0: For the majority of people, so
1: yeah, when you hear it,
0: even when you do a personal interview, when you hear it, a, a uh, reporter that you know is smart, you know, say, "Well, what is a computer?" You know, dumb stuff <laughs> like that. That's that they're not really asking that; they're yeah. just setting it up for. Oh yeah, because somebody doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, and, oh, like, and of course, my favorite. Wow, we should get the box springs. You know, <laughs> and it's like, hey, we're selling box springs. Okay, I've never seen an ad for box springs don't tell me you're not listening right because i didn't i didn't search for it or nothing and then all that sophistication all that spying and they still play spanish commercials when i'm watching uh, pluto tv (laughs) (laughs) okay granted i'm in an area where there's a lot more spanish speakers and it doesn't bother me that much but it's uh, like really (laughs) yeah so don't know enough about me that (laughs) you can't tell
1: I was at one of the locations for my organization that has what's called screen flex partitions. And these are like accordion walls on wheels, but you know, a little higher mm-hmm. end commercial grade kind of stuff. And they were having an issue with one of the parts on there and were couldn't find the part. And I'm like, oh, it's gotta be on their website. So I went to their website and all I clicked on was replacement parts. This was two weeks ago. I am still flooded with ads <laughs> for screen Screenflex partitions. Now, I didn't go to a sales page as far as, you know, well, what does, how much does it cost to get a partition now? Send me a quote kind of stuff. All I did was go to replacement parts. And I. But all those fishermen out there yeah.
0: spotted the very elusive fishing hole that will yield them the fish they need. In Scott,
1: yeah. So uh, they
0: all flock to that fishing hole. No, the fish are biting. That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> yeah. For their replacement parts. That's funny. Yeah. And that's a that's certainly a niche A mar- niche. How yeah. do you say it? Nikkei niche market. Niche,
1: niche. Yeah. Niche. Yeah. Well, the crazy. This was like two weeks ago. I'm still like this morning. I was looking at the news on my phone. Screenflex partition wow. advertising. I'm like, come on, man. And then there's the, the, the other this is the other AI complaint, right, that everybody has. Amazon. Why do you keep trying to sell me stuff that I just bought? Yeah. You know. It's because
0: Google AdSense and Amazon yeah. aren't friends. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. But still.
1: You guys play nice in the sandbox. Yeah. Okay, well let's talk about electric vehicles again. Oh. So okay, that was coming. <laughs> Yeah. So I got two oh, more no. articles on EVs. So this one, uh, auto execs are coming clean. EVs aren't working. Uh, now, this isn't, they are working as a, a platform, but they're not working as a. Uh, everybody was saying EVs are, the, you know, we the government's put out regulations, so we're not going to have gasoline cars. You know, I think California's aren't, aren't they supposed to go all electric by 2035 or something? And, uh, but, the economy of scale is not there. And that's what's coming out. That's what's not working. So with signs of growing inventory and slowing sales, audio industry executives admitted this week that their ambitious electric vehicle plans are in jeopardy, at least in the near term. Several C-suite leaders at some of the biggest car makers voiced fresh unease about the electric car market's growth as concerns over the viability of these vehicles put their multi-billion dollar electrification strategies at risk. And it is multi-billion dollars because they're building like entire factories to make these. But there might not be the parts uh, to do this. Uh, So among those hand-wringing is GM's Mary Barra, historically one of the automotive industry's most bullish CEOs on the future of electric vehicles. GM has been an early mover in the electric car market selling the Chevrolet Bolt for seven years and making bold claims about a fully electric future for the company long before its competitors got on board. But this week, GM's third quarter sell earnings call, Barra and GM struck a more sober tone. The company announced with its quarterly results that it's abandoning its targets to build 100,000 EVs in the second half of this year and another 400,000 by the first six months of 2024. GM doesn't know when it will hit those targets. As we go further into the transformation into EV, it's a bit bumpy, she said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, part of the well, issue... Well, it's
0: also... It's, uh, the economy is oh, yeah. pretty poopy. So
1: for, first off, electric vehicles are a premium. Yeah, They're expensive. Even the cheapest, this Chevy Volt, which is highly subsidized, uh they just they can't sell it at a profit number one number two when evs break they are more expensive to get fixed i if the batteries go out it is like changing the motor out in a vehicle a gasoline driven car so yeah here the maintenance is much cheaper but when stuff actually breaks, breaks. yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, like tires oddly are faster because they're heavier, so you got to replace tires a little faster. Oh yeah, interesting.
1: Well, I didn't know that. They're yeah, because the cars are about ten to twenty percent heavier. Yeah. The other the other thing that, um, and this is what's dogging electric airplanes a little bit, is that as you consume fuel in an electric vehicle, it doesn't get lighter.
0: So when I no, right, right, right. Yeah. It's it's not like you're losing weight. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> Electrons don't weigh much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One ten billionth of a of a pound, yeah. you know, or an ounce or something. So yeah, so in a standard vehicle or like an airplane, when you're using the fuel up, it gets lighter, which actually yeah. increases your fuel economy. But it that doesn't work that way in electric fuel. So you're always the same weight on the road, and actually they're they're showing especially on blacktop roads that ev vehicles are costing more to keep roads functioning now because they wear the roads out faster because they are so much heavier than you know even uh, now as you get into bigger suvs and stuff i think that the weight the weight comparison gets closer but when you get down to a smaller vehicle they're actually much heavier you know, like the honda civic EV version is a lot heavier than the standard Honda Civic, but uh, but that all you know, just like you're saying, the heavier vehicle wears tires out faster, uh, that kind of stuff. So it, it it is it's a big it's a big deal. Now the other thing that uh, when you you know listen to a lot of these prognosticators like Peter Zeihan and uh, just people who know about industry and how things work. There is not enough lithium identified in the planet yet to replace every vehicle with an electric vehicle. It is physically impossible at this point in time. Uh, now, they did just find some new lithium mine in North America someplace. Mm-hmm. But even that is going to take years to get down into the ground and get all of that out, and then you got to refine it we don't have any capacity in the United States to refine the lithium. It's all overseas, mainly in China. Mm-hmm. There, There is huge problems here. And there's been stories recently, too, where the China is holding the purse screens on the supply lines, especially for lithium batteries. And you have to have those right now because nobody's come up with a different concept. So uh, uh, Toyota's working on it. Something with uh, lipos, I think. Oh, the liquid
0: polymers
1: that that might be a option or something no it, it's coming up uh they're
0: they're still developing it they, they had a lot bigger range and it it would it would change I, i'm not against electric cars it's just we got to take a fair look at it actually yeah. i was looking for a car because almost all my traveling is in town hmm. or very short trips mm-hmm. so it was, it'd be perfect you'd never have to go to and it's not like I'm driving all the time, so yeah. I'd never have to fill up. I just plug it in, but there's no such thing as a secondary car market. You can't
1: find a used one. Well, no. you can, but it's really tough. Well, uh, for a while, like you could get a used Prius. So, um, well, it's a little different, but yeah, that's that's a little different. it's a hybrid. But yeah. people are the. So I'll tell you the uh, used Prius market almost all of them came up to sale. The reason? Because the batteries were going bad. And the the, uh, car dealers or the repair shops told the owners that, hey, it's going to cost you, I don't know, five, six grand to get these batteries replaced. And they're like, oh. It's for sale now. It's totaled, basically. Yeah, Yeah. So they would rather get a new vehicle than spend five or six grand on this old old Prius to get it back up and running. And that, that's that's really where a lot of the problem... Yeah, I, I'm not against electric vehicles in general. They're fine. I, I think it's better for anybody to do a hybrid. Um, especially in areas where um, natural disasters happen quite often and you lose the power grid. Because, uh, boy, it sure is nice to just have liquid fuel in a can that you could dump in your car and instantly be up and running. Uh, but I, I, I think... I if it, they can figure out how to make Energon, like yeah, the Transformers right. That would be...
0: And, I, and I'm kidding, of course, but that would be great. you uh, pour in the electricity into your Energon cube.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Brano could get people across the country. Because <laughs> uh, it's got what cars crave. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> the, Um, All right. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, just a little punch truck. Yeah. You know, whenever there's a hurricane or a tornado and the power goes out for an extended amount of time, you're only going to drive your EV so far before you can't charge it again. And uh, unless you're going to, you know, exist with battery battery packs at your house, I guess, to charge your vehicle. But a hybrid... I th- I think they're great because they extend your gas mileage another usually another twenty miles per gallon, and um, you know they save money. They're not as heavy as a regular EV, uh, you know. And and I think but it's, you do have two systems, yeah. so your
0: two systems have yeah twice as many things
1: can go wrong. That's true. Yeah, it so, does make it more. Complicated. I'm not saying
0: they do. I have no data on that. I'm just yeah. realistically, yeah. Oh yeah, there was, there's this car I saw. I can't remember which one it was. It was a, uh, BMW, I think. Again, that guy was, was testing it out and, uh, it actually had a motorcycle in it. Really? So it was a hybrid, but it was primarily an electric car, but he could drive it so far. Man, I wish I could remember the name of it. Hmm. But yeah, he was using that as, okay, now we're going to be on the engine for a little while and we're going to be on the combustion engine. And it was just like a, it was enough. It was a smaller car. I thought that was really neat. It was like a motorcycle motor. Hmm. A little bit of motor in it.
1: Well, <clears throat> motorcycle mo- motors are actually pretty efficient.
0: Yeah, and, but it was driving a big, heavy car because it was primarily a car. So yeah. it didn't have great mileage, but it was a great backup system. So it's not quite a hybrid. It was like a true... It was like a sophisticated hybrid. It was interesting. He ended up not liking it as much as some of the new stuff. So, but.
1: well, the last anyway. story. Uh, the last story we have on uh, before we do our positive end end note is this um, story in the Wall Street Journal: best way to extinguish oh. a flaming electric vehicle, let it burn. Fire departments across America are wrestling with fires in EV cars that last longer and are harder to extinguish. So, um, yeah, they're just talking about all that. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. If you click on the show note link that we put in our Facebook page, uh, yeah, if you're not, um, uh, Wall Street Journal has its paywall going. Oh, yeah. I was going to say this is a short article. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am not a subscriber so so
1: I have a uh, workaround I you have on my phone I don't have it on this computer we're recording a podcast on but uh, we've all heard about this kind of stuff going on it is crazy to think about um, that these batteries just some kind of sometimes catch fire on their own it it's uh it's a thing about um, a thermal runaway reaction that happens in them. Um, So lithium ion batteries, and this is why you have to declare if you're putting them on an aircraft. So in order to generate the electricity that they do, uh, there is um, a lot of heat that's generated during that. And they have to dissipate that heat. And if they don't dissipate that heat, Uh, then the electrolyte within the battery uh, is actually quite flammable. And the electrolyte helps move the electrons to the different poles on the battery. So they actually are small little bombs ready to go off if they're not carefully um, uh, installed or utilized. or uh, You put them in a spot where they can't dissipate the heat with some kind of heat sink or in some way that they have some cooling forces come upon them, then they can get to this thermal runaway state. And then what happens is the electrolyte catches fire. And then, uh, it happened. now a few years ago, like Apple had the problem. HP had the problem where you'd have batteries that just would kind of explode and like get all puffy and everything and blow the bottoms out of laptops. And it's because of yeah. this kind of reaction. Um, But they also can explode in a way that they just start on fire, which is, and when you do it like in a Tesla, which is a lot of plastic and a lot of kind of caustic metals and stuff that are made into these batteries, and all of that can burn. And then the firefighters have no way to put it out because it's uh, one, it's a super hot fire. And then two, because of the thermal runaway, uh, oftentimes, they put the batteries out or they put the fire out but the batteries are still generating heat and then you add water to lithium and lithium reacts a lot like sodium to water it just kind of pops again so um one of uh, there's funny videos on youtube that you can see about this like people uh firefighters filling up like a a construction dumpster with water and then dumping the ev in there to com- completely submerge it in water <laughs> That kind of, but there's lots of stories of them uh, fire pump trucks just pumping like 20 or 30 or 40,000 gallons of water on one of these EVs trying to put it out. But it sounds like they're all just giving up and just letting them burn.
0: Wow. Well, I, you know, I brought up uh, lipos in Toyota earlier. Mm-hmm. I should have been, I should have had that at the ready. So one of the reasons they don't use the liquid polymer batteries is. Uh, They use them a lot in RC cars. That's Mm -hmm. how I knew about them. Uh, And RC cars, you know, they crash. It's no big deal, right? Well, those lipos do turn into, like, little bombs sometimes. Oh. In fact, after there's an impact. So that's the main struggle behind using that different technology. So, uh, man, there's a lot of ways we can store energy. So,
1: yeah. Well, i'm sure we'll, and, we'll, we'll know, figure out something <laughs> batteries are a great thing i mean they they're great yeah. at storing energy and releasing it in a timed release but when it when it decides to not le- release it in a times release then things are going to blow <laughs> well and we also have this uh competing technologies
0: in evs and our well i'll just call it e-waste at this point but basically computers are more and more especially portable more and more and more part of our daily lives mm-hmm. I mean I've got a phone and a watch and my laptop and then we have several things like that around the house actually several laptops but that's who's counting <laughs> but I mean all of them have similar technologies yeah. to keep them charged so yeah now we add cars in there which is a lot more battery um, clearly mm-hmm so I mean every device you have has capacitors in it, little capacitors. That's yeah. a little form of not really a battery, but it holds a charge. It yeah, holds,
1: it does store yeah, yeah, and, energy. Yeah. We used to have fun with capacitors when I was back those, in electronics school. <laughs> yeah. I had these ones you know, we had these ones that were as big as coke cans. Yeah. And I've we'd seen those. charge them up and then we'd short across them with like a screwdriver. And then the screwdriver would weld to one of the one of the terminals on it because boys will be boys. Huh?
0: Yeah, that's right. Then yeah. it would explode. We take George to the hospital.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Nice, uh, <laughs> a nice uh, like uh, you know thirty pico um, pico farad uh, capacitor. If you shoot a good voltage into it AC and you ramp that current up on it, it'll blow up like an inch and a half or so it's a nice, but don't fire. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> We're not condoning that. It's, yeah. The other part of that is a lot of them are, have a coil kind of of aluminum around the outside and of course all kinds of gunk inside that create the capacitance. So, when they blow up, it sends little sh- pieces of shrapnel everywhere. But, you know, who cares? It's all fun and games till somebody loses their cornea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, have to, uh, I'll have to show you some of the stuff I'm into. Remember how I said I was an 8-bit warrior? Yeah, yeah. Show you some of the stuff I've been messing around with. Yeah. Um You know, all, all the buddy... Oh, sorry, I'm off, to- off topic, yeah. <laughs> but all the things I watch, all the guys talking about restoring. You know, I restored that Commodore 64. I was messing Oh, around yeah, there. yeah. They basically say, eh, first thing you do, just replace all the capacitors. <laughs> Whether it needs it or not, just recap. They always say, recap. I recapped it and did this. And yeah. it's very matter of fact now because some of this stuff's so old.
1: Yeah, it's just old. And but, sometimes, you know, on those circuits. Or, or not so old. <laughs> so some of those capacitors are in timing circuits. Yep. And in some of those timing circuits, you. You really need to replace the resistors. There's usually an inductor and a transistor in it too. So um, you can replace all the capacitors, which you can in those older units because they're like oh, visible. Yeah. So they some of the micro capacitors they have on boards now, I you just couldn't replace them without special tools. But those older units, you could definitely do that, especially in the power supplies and stuff. But sometimes in those timing circuits, You replace, like, a capacitor but nothing else. It throws that timing circuit for a little bit of loop because they all got used to working together as a team. And you change a member of the team without checking on the team, then you could cause a system that one of the other things will fail relatively quickly. Or it just runs wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it could just throw the timing off. off. But
0: but it does make me wonder how much stuff I've thrown away that had, you know, a 49-cent piece broken. Yeah. You throw away a $500 computer or whatever.
1: Well, a lot of times there's a fusible... All the time. Yeah, there's a fusible link in a power supply and um, people toss stuff, but I'm like, if you just opened that up, yeah, the fusible link, it was probably less than a dollar. Probably take you longer to heat up the soldering iron than it would be to replace it. So but you just you got to know what you're looking for and, and be able to to figure it out but yeah absolutely hey,
0: not, not my soldering iron chuck <laughs>
1: <laughs> you keep that it's up like a iron. second man uh, that thing's that, awesome that, that's how
0: the anyway <laughs> yeah. we're way into the, the geek weeds here <laughs> yeah. i guess we should probably close up
1: yeah well we'll go on to our our uh positive end note today uh this, is, this was kind of an interesting little thing. So viral video lands new user, uh, uh, lands user a new car after her Stanley tum- Tumblr stands a fire. So there's a TikTok video that's oh. uh, done like 60 million views uh, at the time of the article, which was a couple of days Monica's ago. Monica's got one of those. Does she? Yeah. A Stanley Tumblr wow. So the Stanley Tumblr, their brand is like built for life. And so... The TikTok user showed how their Stanley Tumblr withstood a car fire relatively unscathed. Uh, and I don't think the story. Not playing. The video shows the inside of the woman's scorched Kia, which was ruined by a fire the previous day, but features a near pristine t- Stanley tumbler amid the ruin. If you go to the news article, they had a picture of the of the tumbler just sitting in the middle of a kind of a burn-up car. I don't know. They don't really say what caused the car fire. I guess that doesn't really matter. But uh, according to the company's website, the tumblers can keep cold drinks cold for up to 12 hours and iced up for 48. Uh, Although it doesn't mention fire survival. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: Easiest joke in the world or a job in the world writing jokes for a news uh, cast. So uh, Uh.
1: somebody... Somebody wrote a a uh, a um, comment on the post. Stanley should start making cars. <laughs> but, yeah, that's
0: like the old joke. If the black box survives, why don't they make the plane out of the same material? Yeah. Right? yeah.
1: Unfortunately, the black box is orange, but you know whatever. <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's that bright construction wow. orange, so they can find them. Uh, with the video generating millions of views, the company responded with a video of its own posting the viral video on a tech, TikTok page. Uh, and uh, they are going to buy this lady a new car because of all this uh, media generation that's happened, I'm sure. So that's just uh, really cool one of those little sure. nice things. That's a, you know, a great way for a company to step into something that, that's happened to one of their users. And I'm proud of Stanley. Stanley. Uh, Tumblr people. All I know, Stanley is tools. But I'm proud of the Stanley Tumblr folks for doing a great job and and taking care of one of their one of their consumers. I guess that's what I'm getting at. But <laughs> I don't know.
0: So wait, are they our sponsor now? Uh, uh,
1: Time no, for we, big money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Darn. They they uh, their commercial is heard by all twelve of our listeners. <laughs> You know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. So, Well, that's about it for today, folks. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back yeah. soon with another episode. We want to say Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Safe travels and Godspeed. I'm Scott. And I'm Tom. Goodbye from uh, the Missouri River Valley and...
0: And signing off from somewhere just
1: north of the 42nd Parallel. There you go. God bless you, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.